The only miracle that happens here is that we spent two hours watching it. This is Phenomenon on Stinker Madness. What's that smell? <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm thirsty as fuck. Thirsty, thirsty, thirsty as fuck. Hey, look at me! Thrill me. If you come back in here, I'm gonna hit you with so many rights, you're gonna beg for a left. Thrill me. Beg for a left. Thrill me. Hey, look at me! No more! Hang on! It stinks. Hello and welcome to Sticker Madness, the phenomenal podcast about bad movies by bad movie lovers for bad movie lovers. I'm your host, Justin. With me, as always, are Sam and Jackie, two phenomenal co-hosts, just the tops. <laughs> do we want to do it? Uh, do it. Do it. Do it. Phenomena. Phenomena. That's uh, as much fun as you can have with this movie. Right, right, right. <laughs> Before we get too deep in this, I want to uh, say thank you to everybody who supports us on Patreon.com. Uh, we've got some great fans. If you don't support us on fa- Patreon.com, it is not that you are a bad fan or a bad person. You're just not as awesome as the people that do. Like, they have a uh, a place in heaven for them. They have the cookie table. Yeah, they get the cookie That's table. That's the cookie table thing. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So thank you for everybody. If you want to support us on Patreon, go to patreon.com forward slash Tigger Madness. Also go to teespring.com forward slash Tigger Madness and buy our shirts. Uh, we are selling those at a good clip. Not, not, uh, it's, it, we're not Ivanka Trump's clothing line by any means. It's probably still made we by- We haven't been thrown out of JCPenney's yet? Right, 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 right. Uh, we're getting there, there. I, oh, all right. I, I'm counting the days to be kicked out of JC Penny on our clothing line. Uh, also, email us talk at sneakermadness.com. We love hearing from you. Even if you do not support us on Patreon, please uh, email us and share your thoughts with the movies that we review or anything that we missed. Feel free to call us idiots. It's nonsensical November, guys. Which means, if you recall, I think that, I think this is what we should do because we just got done with spooky spooks over. Uh, Every November, I always pick a nonsensical movie, starting with The Wicker Man. Uh, we did 88 Minutes. Uh, there was one in between. Oh, uh, Dreamcatcher. Uh, this year, Sam is leading the charge, though, mm-hmm. nonsensical November. Jackie, if you wanted to f- pick up on this, where find a movie that doesn't make any sense, uh, go right ahead. I've got one lined up for my pick after Jackie. Uh, I'm, I'm going to save that. But nonsensical November, leading off with Phenomenon, starring... John Travolta, Kier Sedgwick, uh, Forrest Whitaker, Robert Duvall, Robert Richard Duvall's, Kelly, Richard Kelly, Brent Spiner stops by for a minute. Brent Spiner. Uh, this is uh, Robert Duvall's second appearance on the show. It's also John Travolta's second, which is surprising because it's John Travolta. There's it's a catalog. We're all afraid of the 10 Look Who's Talking movies. Yeah. Oh, Look Who's Talking This Time with John Travolta and a burrito that's telling him to kill people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look Who's Talking Now, the goddamn burrito. Uh, there's also Broken Arrow that we haven't gotten to. Which it's is, so bad. Yeah, it's so bad. Is that based off that song? Who else is going to bring you a broken arrow? Who else is going to bring you a bottle of rain? No. There it goes. Who the fuck is that? I think it's Rod Stewart. Really? Yeah. Um, that's weird because I met this chick this week 
and uh, it was one of those internet blind dates. And on her profile, like I didn't say anything in the original message, but in her profile at the very end, it was like, you should message me if, and da-da-da-da-da-da, right? Mm-hmm. One of the you things was like- You should message me if you've got big boobs and no, like to show them she was to like, guys who look like you me. You should message me if you like you know, such and such food and hate Rod Stewart. And I was like- Long walks on the beach. Okay, wait a second. Hate Rod Stewart? Who hates Rod Stewart? And so it didn't go well immediately. Like You just kind of can tell that you're like- Three minutes in, you know, this is not going to last. We just need to get out of here. Mm-hmm. But I had to know. I'm just like, so what the fuck with Rod Stewart, really? Mm-hmm. And th- there was, like, really no reason. She's like, I just can't stand him. He's just so greasy and slimy, and he's such a bad person. I'm like, this is, I, I would be as sort of confused by somebody that was completely in love with Rod Stewart. Like, I get his music okay, but, like, love him? But how do you hate Rod Stewart? And think, what, I don't, bad person. What did he do? I don't know. Uh, maybe he's in the Weinstein Club? I don't I don't think he is. No, I don't he know. did. Was, I have no evidence for that. Was he married to Rachel Hunter for he a while? He was married to Rachel I Hunter. I think he honked her boob on TV one time. Oh, that's bad. That is bad to do to your wife. Yeah. On TV. No, it's not. Dude, Jackie and I go on oh, TV. Good. You're getting your boob honked. <laughs> If I'm going to be on television, I got to do something stupid to make myself stand out. I can't just be like, thanks, Pat. We're happy to be here from Idaho. You're, and then people are going to write in and be like, how dare you? How dare you honk that woman's boob? And I'll be like, it's, it's my wife. She mm. likes it. Right? You like it? <laughs> I hope you like it. <laughs> like you're just not checking with me. You've got your plan. You're putting this plan into motion. And then after you do it, you're like, it's okay, right? Yeah, yeah. Is it consensual? This is what I'm doing. I'm a man. I'm going to grab some boobs. Please. Please. <laughs> Be neat. Uh, phenomenon starring John Travolta. Jackie, this is your first time seeing this movie? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, no wonder I didn't pick up on this gem earlier. <laughs> Jesus. I saw this in the theater. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Did you cry? Oh, fuck no. You were <laughs> like, oh. Jesus. No. No, I... I, I I'm not just throwing this movie under the bus and being like, oh, I'm a tough man. I don't cry. I fucking cry at every goddamn movie. Uh, this is not one of those films. The worst one you've cried at is Hachi. That was your worst breakdown. Yeah, I, I struggled pretty bad with Hachi. You uh, tried to make me go out and buy a new bed so that the dog wouldn't have to jump so high. <laughs> <laughs> so he can sleep next to me. Yeah, I loved that dog. The dog's name was Indiana. Hmm. Uh, Sam, you had seen this before. Nope. You had not seen this before? No, either. I was just pretty sure it was a huge pile of crap. Oh, my God. Did you guys not date at all in high school? Because this is junior. This is our junior year of high school that this movie comes nope, out. I didn't. Oh, oh that's right. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you were at these movies, Jeremiah and I were at Dumb and Dumber laughing our asses off. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was drugged by my hairs, my nose hairs into movies like this. Oh, uh, I was busy having sex in the back of cars. Yeah. Oh. Guys were cool. Yeah, I was one of those girlfriends. I'm like, I don't want to go to the movies. Let's go park somewhere, Nick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I missed out on that. I instead had to watch John Travolta. Uh, so, two newbies, me, have seen this. Because this was a big deal. This, like, it was successful. Yeah, and I was a little upset because I, I, as anyone who listened last, last week will remember, knows that I've I've pushed off coming at you again. Yeah, that's true. Uh, for like the sixth time now. Mm-hmm. Uh, this I saw came on Netflix. It may have came on earlier. I didn't notice it until Tuesday. I was like, oh, shit, I got to do this. I know this is bad. And I looked it up, and I was kind of surprised that the critical reception has gone down over the last 10 years. Like, people are revisiting and going, yeah, this isn't very good. So it had high praise in 96? 
I remember when it happened, like when it was at the theater, people were like, you got to go see Phenomenal. Right, right, It's right, amazing. Right. It's going to change your whole, well, it's going to change your life. Don't forget that this is <laughs> on the heels of John Travolta's comeback. Right. Yeah. This is two years after Pulp Fiction. Uh, yes. The, his next big film. There was White Man's Burden and uh, something else in between that that, that, I, that wasn't a real big success. But this was the next big thing this after was Pulp Fiction. after Michael, wasn't it? No, before. Before Michael, yeah, Michael, Michael was, was the end of the end of days for him. Yeah, yeah, it was. I saw that one when it came out. And it was bad. Yeah, it, it's awful. Uh, so maybe that maybe there was just buzz that hey, look, it's Judge Fulton in mo- another movie. Somebody said that he was good. It must be good because they think he's good, and well, now we've just, all learned in hindsight that he is not. I just want to say that I saw Pulp Fiction one time, mm-hmm. just once. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fucking dumb. Okay, you didn't like uh, it. You're in the vast minority, James. Yes. Just letting you know. It, and it's a Quentin Tarantino movie, which doesn't surprise me. I do not like Quentin Tarantino. And that's that's fine. There's and more I than one of you that, out there. I didn't think that John DeFolta was that fucking great. No, it's... He was really carried by Samuel L. Jackson absolutely. as his partner. Oh, absolutely. Completely. But what you're failing to understand is that you're bashing John Travolta for his performance in Pulp Fiction, whereas not bashing him for every other thing he ever goddamn did. Oh my God, he was so good in Saturday Night Fever. No, he wasn't. I <laughs> gotcha. Hey, uh... whoa. <laughs> whoa, I totally made oh you. Oh my God. <laughs> I want to go to the dance club. Oh my God. <laughs> he was in Welcome Back, Cotter, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I don't even really think he was good in that. No, he stinks. He really stinks. The only thing that, we talked about this, the only thing that I think he's ever done well is that People versus OJ show where he's George Shapiro, and as I put it, he's only doing a really good George Shapiro impression. He's not acting, per se. He's just doing as good as a job as like Dana Carvey does when he does George Bush. That's a really old and dated mm-hmm. reference for uh, people that are as old and dated as we are, uh, but it's it's Alec Baldwin doing Trump. It's just a good impression, but it's the only time that I've ever seen him where I don't want him to be caught on fire. He's fine as Vincent Vega. He's I think that's fine. really what Pulp Fiction does best is it gives you a small dose of him not screwing it up. Y- yeah. He's really not in the movie that but, much. But then at the same time, you think about Vincent Vega. Vincent Vega's kind of a screw-up. He's distant. He's aloof. He doesn't pay attention. He screws up almost everything. It's a very good cast. It's a very good cast. You can't fuck this up, Travolta. Just be you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think John Travolta, in, in, in the grand scheme of things, is a tragic figure as far as history will go, but his acting is not good. A tragic figure? Yeah. I, well, I, with his being super rich? W- no, with oh. him being super dumb and being uh, manipulated by the Scientologists. But, uh, and he lost a kid. That always yeah, sucks, too. And, yeah, it, it, he's, he's going to have a sad story. But uh, I, I'm glad I'm not him. Uh, but uh, as far as this movie, this was a big deal. Sam, what kind of numbers do you got on this? So domestically... This thing crushed it. It made 105 million against 32. That's good. That's especially good in 1996. In 96, this is a this is like the thermometer broke at the top. I wouldn't be surprised if this was like in the top three successes of that year. It probably is. Yeah, uh, they- it does 150 worldwide. But then we go back into this is when Blockbuster is basically Hollywood right. subsidy. This thing's right. hot. This thing probably just cashed in another hundred mil, mm-hmm. just putting fucking VHS tapes on shelves. Absolutely. So this thing made all of the cash. Yeah, and did. I remember at the time people telling me, you have to see it. It's so good. And I, I didn't bother with it because when it just even the, the trailer was so dumb. It's mm-hmm. like, 
Who's moving through glasses? Oh, it's big Portuguese. <laughs> like, what? That looks dumb as shit. You're, you're joking, right? Uh, what else? You got anything other interesting? Oh, tidbits? just that, you know, it's Turtle Top directed it, who, of course, gave us National Treasure. Ooh, yeah. One and two. I do Book like those Secrets. movies. Really? Because they're definitely going to be episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but he also, you know, cool runnings. Ooh, cool. Turtle oh, Tub, yeah. 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 Right, right, right. Three Ninjas, not so good. Nah, Three Ninjas. Three Ninjas, not so good. I don't know if you... This is So this is probably, other than National Treasure, this is probably his biggest success. He did that uh, while you were sleeping, crushed it at the theater with, with uh, Bullock, Bullock and Bill yeah. Pullman. Yeah. That was a big deal. Yeah. Uh, he's done okay. He's currently making, however, his largest mistake, I think, Uh-oh. which is a uh, Jason Statham vehicle okay where he has to fight a 70 foot megalodon shark oh no and they're gonna spend 150 million dollars on this how old is jason statham now he is no spring chicken yeah i mean he's he's don't get me wrong he's he's very agile for his age but i thought i thought he was like in his 60s oh no i think he's probably getting close to 50 uh getting close to 50 then fuck he's a spring chicken they're gonna make a Mega, they're making a science... Shark Attack Three with Jason Statham. Yeah, they're making a sci-fi original, but they're going to spend 150 million dollars on it and try to make money back. Yes. Ah, uh, I'm going to go ahead and make a prediction and say that we are probably going to go see that at the theater, and it will be a bad movie yeah. field trip and potentially Ace Mapfuck contender, and that they are not going to make that 150 million dollars no. back. <laughs> There's probably a chance with how bad the season went the summer. Mm-hmm. For Hollywood, yeah, that its budget actually has already been the rug has been pulled out from underneath the production, and they're now trying to do the same thing with twenty five, yeah, but it hasn't come back out yet. According right. to, it's still a big picture right now. We'll see when its release date in twenty eighteen happens. If in fact they followed through with the giant shark versus Jason Statham, That's insane. They're going to be like, well, the budget got cut. Uh, Gary, you still got that uh, hand puppet. <laughs> A uh, shark puppet. Yeah, right. <laughs> we can't afford special effects. I, okay, stand right there, Jason Statham. Okay, put the hand puppet in the shot. Right there. Yeah. Kick it in the face. All right, now get uh, Fonzie on a motorcycle and jump over it, because mm-hmm. that's what we're fucking doing here. Jesus Christ. Uh, are you guys ready to dive into this thing? Sure. All right. So, it, this the setting of this film is very thematic for for what we're being told this is not a fancy town it's someplace in northern california uh it but it like it appears to be very middle america-esque there's barns old broken down trucks uh rust animals critters it's a simple life here sure and he's a simple man the the george malley george malley does anybody think that that's a coincidence at all? Or like they just didn't think like the similarity between George Bailey and George Malley as far as a character and names. I'm sure it's on purpose. And there's a little homage there. Because it's there, everything else is on purpose. They're borrowing lyrics from country music songs and putting it in there. Yeah, so true. why wouldn't they? Yeah. This is, yeah, borrowed, borrowed emotions all the way through. All right. So George Malley, played by John Travolta, he's a, he's a simple guy. He's got a. Uh, a, a, a night uh, like a older older house built in the 30s you know like very grapes of wrath esque he's got a farm sort of question mark he's either a farmer or a mechanic i believe that he owns the uh the mechanic shop in town he does he does but he seems to also live on a farm <laughs> right well that's because it was cheap maybe his papa gave it to him yeah papa john's 
No, Papa John's. <laughs> I, it's funny you bring up Papa John's because I was just going to make a, a joke about the estate tax being uh, cut, uh, but uh, so we're already just like, we just can't wait to get into politics. Can't we, <laughs> yeah. <Jenny? laughs> Why are we talking about shitty movies? Um, so he, he's he's got a, a fairly simple life. He's the town mechanic in a, in a tiny town, but everybody loves him. He's he's the nicest man, uh, celebrated. Every everybody likes him. He, he's having like the, he he's so well loved that they're having a big soiree at the town barn bar. Bar it's the bar. It's the one bar in town. Right, but it's also a barn. I couldn't tell. Uh, yeah. Uh, for his birthday. Everybody in town's coming to celebrate his birthday th- this weekend. But uh, there's a new gal in town. Or uh, we're told, we're sort of led to believe that there's a new gal. She can't be all that new. She can't really. She seems pretty rooted into this town. Yeah. Played by Kira Sedgwick. Uh, Lacey, I think is her name. Yeah, yeah, but he calls her Lace. Right, right, right. Uh, let's talk about Kira Sedgwick for just a bit. What the fuck ever happened to her? She had that show on for like 10 seasons, The Closer. Oh, The Closer. Okay, that's true. She was on TV. So did after this, did her movie career? I think she had a pretty steady movie career, and then she got that show. So she's done pretty well, really. Okay. All right. I mean, really, everybody bashes on having a TV show after you've been in the movies. Oh, but, not so much anymore. But, I mean, if you think about it, it's mm-hmm. a solid paycheck. It's bigger sometimes. Yeah. I bet she made all the cash off The Closer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Compared to her movie career, definitely. I mean, I would do that. You you know that you're always going to be making money. You don't have to go in and audition for additional roles. It's mm-hmm. just like, okay, sweet. I'm going to make $40,000 an episode. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Am no, I no. small chicken in it? Yeah, you are big time small chicken in it. For, for a lead on a 10-season show, uh, she had to have been pulling. She what? was probably because it was three, cable, four. so it wasn't 3-4. I bet it was probably seven fifty an episode. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. Well, I know that friends at one point at their at the end of their stuff, yeah, they, were they were making doing a mill a piece right. yeah. for an episode in late or early two thousands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, uh, there's good money in TV for sure. I want to have a TV show. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? Uh, we have to move on, Jackie. We, we can have... call it Jackie's butt. Eventually, <laughs> <That> <laughs> I would... could do the I could do the crack dance. So it would be like <laughs> that Zive TV or whatever on Amazon that's like that just trains you're going through tunnels and trees that it's like the fall asleep in front of me. TV, have you seen that? And it's so you're gonna make Jackie's show like is gonna looping be her, and, yeah, it's her just, butt, just her just butt, just bouncing there, around. doing <laughs> whatever. Fall like, to that. Maybe she's doing laundry. <laughs> maybe she's making a taco. You don't well, really know. You can't tell because all you can see is this butt. Yeah, so it doesn't go away. You've got a steady cam strapped to her hips. Yep, just like <laughs> put this apparatus that just puts a camera that all you can see is butt, and then she just does whatever she does during the day, and that's people fall asleep in front of it. Worst TV programming ever. Um, I think it's called CBS. Yeah, right. Oh, mic drop. Um, so he's got a bunny problem at, at his farm garden because he also has a garden in front of his house. He's a farmer who is growing vegetables in front of his house. I don't think he's a farmer. He's got a farm. He's got a vegetable garden. That's it's, not a farm. Yeah. Well, he's got farmland. He has a oh, farm yeah. that he's neglecting and he's just got this little garden instead. And inside this garden is a bunny. Yep. Uh, he's quite cute. Who, who's eating his lettuce. That doesn't look very good. Right. And his his friend Nate shows up, played by Forrest Whitaker. Uh, and it, he's like, here you go. I got you a birthday present. It's solar panels. Here's $20,000 worth of solar equipment. Happy birthday. Uh, 
okay. Uh, uh, Thanks. Yeah, dude. What do you say in 1996 when you're George Malley and your friend gives you $20,000 in solar panels? You say, who's writing this script? Right. <laughs> because, no, take, I don't, this is not what I asked cheap. for. Uh, this is, and this is more than you can afford. Like, you are going, the bank is coming, and we are really going to have a Grapes of Wrath problem because you just fucking got a second on your house to buy my birthday present, you yeah. idiot. Not to mention we live in the boonies, so it's not like our power rate's out of control like living in the city. The cost of living here is dirt cheap. I don't need solar panels. Yeah, this is pre-Enron, California. Right. <laughs> wow, you are just an ungrateful bastard. I, I, I'm being... This guy's an idiot. You can't give me $20,000 worth of solar panels for my birthday. I feel oh, like... come on. If somebody did that for me, I'd be like, oh, my God, thank you so much. Now, now you... get your ass up there and put them on. <laughs> now you get to go bankrupt. Yeah, yeah. what a friend. <laughs> well, it seems like he has his own, too. Like, he fell ass backwards into a bunch of solar panels. Like... How do you do that? I inherited... They fell off the truck. Oh. <laughs> I inherited Tesla. Yay. <laughs> like... This guy has no business getting this equipment because he actually is a for farmer. He's a corn farmer. And the movie leads you to believe at the beginning that he's not even a successful corn farmer. It's later when he becomes successful. And we'll he get to that. Doesn't grow corn at all. Well, he because he, he's not good at it. <laughs> yeah, he can't. He's not doing anything. Right. He's just playing on a ham radio for the most part and talking about Diana Ross his whole life. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. He doesn't have this kind of money, Jackie. But either way, uh, hey, here you go. Here's some solar panels. And, and, and George is like, what am I going to do with these? I don't, I, I look, I can, I can plant stuff in the ground. I can, I can fix a, a carburetor on a 72 F100, yeah. but uh, I cannot put up solar panels, even though I am holding what appears to be an instruction manual in my hand while I'm saying this line because I'm too dumb. I'm too dumb, Nate. Yeah. I can put a bolt in a car, but if I put it in my roof, I don't think it's going to work. Same exact idea. Do um, you think you could put solar panels up? Yeah. I think I could, too. Yeah. I don't think it's I have. I, I have <laughs> I actually done it. I think that's why I have you. Yeah, you seriously just dad. put them on and run the wires to yep. your plug-in plug -in thing. Yeah. Yep. The plug-in thing. That's the technical That's term. the technical. <laughs> why do you guys actually just think they plug in to themselves? Like they're, they're pretty uh, easy assembly. I've put them up before. Anyways, so did you buy them for your friend for his birthday? Nope. Huh, cheap ass. Anyways, so he uh goes into town mm -hmm. to his mechanic shop, and Lacey comes into town and she's like, Hey, uh, I don't really like you. I think you're a total fucking creepo, but um, I do appreciate the one thing that you're doing, which is selling my wooden chairs. Mm -hmm. Uh, which appear to be the shittiest chairs known to man. They, they're not looking good. No, these chairs are really popular at one point. No, 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 no. Yes, they were. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Yes, they were. No, 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 no. No, what are popular in small towns like this, Jackie, that people make, they craft and sell themselves, are Adirondack chairs. These are just sticks tied together. Yeah, dude, everybody loved these at one point. Nobody loved these. You can't sit in them. Yes, you can. Upright. They're very uncomfortable. They're uncomfortable. They're made of sticks. Mm -hmm. A bundle, a fag, if you were. They're fag chairs. <laughs> oh, boy. Wow. <laughs> they are just a bundle of sticks tied together. Yeah. These chairs blow ass. These ones are worse because these look like just uncomfortable chairs, uh -huh. wooden chairs. 
that just have more sticks attached to them. Like the, the art I, department really fucked up with these chairs. I'm not even sure if they would support a full grown man's weight. He does sit in one at one point. Well, so. maybe that one was reinforced. That was the best she ever did. Anyways, they're not selling. Nobody in this town likes them. And the movie tells us that. So I'm going to go with the movie because this is an authentic, genuine movie. And, it, and if it says it, then it must be true. God damn it. Absolutely. <laughs> These chairs suck. These chairs suck. So he's like, ah, I don't know what's going on. Nobody likes your chairs. And she's like, eh, well, I don't really like you. Uh, can I come over to your house tonight? And she's like, no, you're grody. Okay, I love you, bye. And uh, she, he's like, come to my party at the barn. It's a barn party. It's a Party barn. Wait, look at this. Barney. It's a butt. Oh. Oh, yeah. Some dude. Ugh. That's Robert Duvall's butt. It's Robert Duvall's butt? Yeah, yeah well, he's... or butt stand-in. But yeah. He's like, look at the doctor's office. Hey, happy birthday, George. It says up there. Oh, my God. Hey, it's me. Oh, no, it's a butt. <laughs> doctor's butt. This is one of like the best parts of the movies. I love this part. You, this <laughs> butt joke, comedy. This sucked, Jackie. The whole town. I'm going to do this to somebody. The whole town like I stops didn't. what they're doing and looks up and laughs at Dr. Duvall's ass. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Yes, it sucks. And it probably was funny. They talked about it for two weeks afterwards. Oh, did you? Hey, did you hear about the doc's butt? Yeah. Showed it to everybody. <laughs> it was a butt. <laughs> <laughs> so that night he goes to his party at the barn, the party, and uh, it's not really a party. It just appears to be what they do every night. What they. The bar. But They're gets, at the bar. They get free drink. He gets free drinks this time around. But there's like a big banner out front like, hey, it's George Valley's birthday. Come on in. But there's people just in there having dinner, sitting, but nobody's talking to him other than yeah. the cast. Uh, no. So he's, yeah, whatever. So he goes outside. He's like, yeah, I'm too stupid to do anything, so I'm going to go outside with my beer. Good night. And before we get to the event, mm-hmm. <laughs> the event, we have to mention that he's playing... Somebody who's supposed to be simple, right? Uh, Robert Duvall and, and George are playing chess. No, I'm... Uh, oh, oh, he's acting. Yes. Okay, I see. We need to bring up the fact that we all have stated that we don't think John Travolta is very smart. Mm-hmm. And so the one thing he would be able to do is play someone as such. But when he acts right. like he's not very smart, it's not believable. I couldn't believe that he was dumb. <laughs> yeah, it was like... Really? You can't even do this? I did not believe it for one second. Uh, so he goes outside. He's like, hey, drive drive safe, buddy. Whoever's leaving, we don't Tito. know. Tito? Yeah. Yeah, the, the um, Hispanic gentleman who works with him. Oh, okay. All right. His main man. Yeah. He has an escort. It's a good choice. Mm, that's the bad escort. <laughs> yeah, no, it's the good one. Those were no, good cars. Not. It's a four-door tan escort. That's that nice. It's a piece of shit. All right. So anyways, he's like, okay, drive safe. And he looks up in the sky because he's like thinking, God, what a great life I've got. Sure. I'm happy. I'm simple, but uh, it's, it's fine. It's fine. No big deal. I got my beer and my buds. And what a great night. And then he sees some lights in the sky. Pew, 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 pew. And they knock his ass to the ground. Yep. So he's been phenomenoned. And he goes back inside. And they're like, uh, what happened to you, buddy? He's like, oh, I saw some lights in the sky, and they knocked my ass down. And they're, they're like, yeah, whatever, pal. You are shithouse drunk. Yeah, you're shithouse drunk you again, You fell George. over in a drunken fit of stupidity. Yeah, this is just every night here. 
The sheriff's passed out in the corner, and you're ready to go home because you fell down finally. Yeah, he's like, all right, well, that's my cue. I guess I'll go home. Yep. All right, see ya. See ya. You're good to drive, right? Yep. <laughs> Shit-faced. Just, just fell sheriff's, down. Sheriff's passed out. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. so, I'll, so I'm good to drive, yeah. Uh, God, I wish life was like this. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, we are not allowed to drive drunk anymore for very good reasons. Oh, and yeah, and when he comes back in, he wins... His game of chess against Robert Duvall, the doctor of town. Which is the first. Oh, no. Right. Do, do, do. <laughs> he wins in one move. Two. All right. Or three. No, 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 no. Because Robert Duvall's like, ah, oh, good to see you. Come back in. I've got you in check. And he's like, oh, yeah? Checkmate. No, he, there was three moves because he was. There was. There was. They kept talking and he kept talking to other people, not even paying attention to the chess game and then just making a move. Oh, okay. And so the, three moves later, he had him in checkmate. Okay. All right. Well, that makes better sense because I was thinking it was just one move, uh, which would mean that he had played a fairly well managed game of chess well, up to that point. I don't know. I've seen chess before and I think it's like an auction. You can just make a power move and be like, checkmate. Where did that come from? We have comes. I am. I have the desire. One dollar to end bidding. <laughs> Check me. All right. So they, he goes home. He can't sleep that night. He's uh, like, God, oh, my brain's just going too fast. And he calls Nate, who it's the middle of the night. And he's like, Hey, Nate. Uh, so here's the thing uh, about that rabbit. And Nate's like, Oh, fuck off. I'm going back to sleep. So George is like, okay, well, I can't sleep, so I'm going to go outside and stare at the rabbit. He opens up all the gates to the garden. Because he's figured out that he's locked the rabbit in there. Yeah, he's trapped. The rabbit is a prisoner. He's a prisoner in garden hell. So he said that when he he built the fence, the rabbit was already in there, and he accidentally built the fence with the rabbit in there. The rabbit didn't run off, I guess, when he was building this. So So what you're telling me is that his rabbit problem is cured by him opening up gates so that the rabbit can escape. Yeah, because yep. the rabbit was unable to grab a water cooler and throw it through the windshield or window. Because really this scene is sort of like with the rabbit leaving is kind of like the end of one th- flew over a cuckoo's nest. Right. Okay. The rabbit is free. Okay, but what the scene's saying is that he's getting smarter, which, yes, is clearly the truth, but if... What you're comparing it to was before where he knew that he had a rabbit in his garden that was fenced off, and he knew that the rabbit was inside because it's eating the lettuce. He never thought to once open the gate so that the rabbit could get out. Like, that's not a miracle. That's not a phenomenon that he just figured out, well, there's a fucking rabbit inside. I should open up the fence. That's how you get the goddamn thing out. The rabbit can get out on its own. They could. What, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I don't know. This is the shittiest, like, you're like, oh, I'm, he figured out the rabbit problem. The, the, no. Or if he opens the gate, the rabbit looks at him like, Why neat, I, I can get out whenever I want. By the way, this is a garden. This is like a, I'm, I'm in a 24-hour buffet here, buddy. Yeah, you have to catch me. Ugh, this scene sucks. Okay, so he's smart now. Uh, yep. <laughs> because he opened, ah, shut up, stupid John Travolta. All right. So the next day, we go through a montage. Uh, yes. Let's just montage the rest of the movie. <laughs> montage. Uh, he understands Spanish. He learns Spanish all the way very quickly out of nowhere because he he just it clicks. He read the book o- overnight. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Phenomenon. He, <laughs> he also has uh, telekinesis that he isn't aware of at this they point. They go 
after telekinesis. They don't. They needed to wait around on this one. Yeah. This is like if you're on a date, and like right after you get the first kiss, you take you her in to, front of the TV camera and honk her boob in front of the nation. Yeah, or okay. go for the third. You'd go from first to third. Like you just try to hit a triple. Well, which is sort of what he does later. Uh, so he's super smart. He's seeing things clearly. He tells everybody, "It's just it's like I'm I'm I'm, I'm getting it now. Everything makes sense to me." Uh, and he's reading two or three books a day. Uh, just tearing through everything, and he's engineering new ways to feed pigs and plants. Uh, he's reading the Kama Sutra. He's reading the. He's Kama reading Sutra. about trains. Uh, Calvin and Hobbes. Calvin and Hobbes, <laughs> all of life's great lessons. Uh, uh, he also read, read Lady Chatterley's Lover, which we learned later. Twice, <laughs> yeah, twice. so he could figure out women. Oh, and I, I love the music here, which we have to get to the music. Let's just address the music right. here. Right now is a song by Peter Gabriel called He's Got the Touch. Yeah. You it's got not the touch. Stan Bush. <laughs> you got the touch. Do, do, do. <laughs> so there's two songs called The Touch, and they both stink. Uh, I prefer I, Stan Bush's. <laughs> yeah, I, I really like Peter, Peter Gabriel I most really of the time. I really like Peter Gabriel, but this is... This is shit. It's garbage, and the reason it's garbage is that it's not on the radio. Right. All of the songs in this movie are still on the fucking radio. This has got to be like number two to Forrest Gump for soundtrack sales. Oh, I, I would. Well, it's, it's up there. I yeah. wouldn't go that far, but it, it's it's sold. up there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then the score of it too sucks. Whoever scored this movie can eat shit because it's that like simple music. Like, we'll just make it all simple and happy. And not even happy, but, like, guitar-picking yeah. simpleton. It's not even that. It's leading music. There's it's, just so much leading music constantly. Like, oh. It's wall-to-wall, too. Yeah, wall-to-wall leading music. Like, boy, this movie's going somewhere, and you're watching it going, is it? There's nothing transpiring. Where are you leading me to, music? Like, we could skip to the end right now and miss only maybe one thing that I would want to talk about. Well, we already talked about the one thing I wanted to talk about. The so butt. The butt in the window. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was just the most badass part of this movie. All right, so the music stinks. Uh, we'll just say that. <laughs> music stinks. Uh, yeah. and he, he's hearing coded messages in Nate's uh, ham radio. Like, well, this is a great scene mm-hmm. because he, they're flipping through channels and he's got some Morse code. He's like, wait, stop. And then Nate goes, that's Morse code. You can't hear it. It's going too fast. Right. It's, it's, and so that's how fast he hears it. He's like, no, it says this. Now send this back. And then Nate sends it back just as fast. Like, Nate, you can under, you fucking asshole. You know what's. Fuck you. You're going just as fast as the goddamn coded message, you and stupid like butt. Two seconds before Nate is like, We can't we can't be listening to this. This is this is government messages. This is from the Air Force base yeah. right up the road, dude. We can't this is confidential stuff. We're going to get in trouble. Oh yeah, we'll send this. Okay, no problem. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Hey, doesn't care. You're the smart one, buddy. Because right. <laughs> this is an actually an essentially, if you think about the cer- if you work the screenplay around in a circle, this is the sort of big bulging sore thumb here is like why did you just decide to crack government signals and then send it back hey i cracked your code right like letting them know uh-huh. oh yeah well the quick brown fox is jumping over the lazy dog yeah got it the eagle has landed <laughs> uh-huh. 
I hear you. Come Here, arrest me forever. Here's my address. Yeah. Uh, this is the start of the movie, though, for me. Uh, we'll get back to that. So he learns he's kinetic. He starts, or kinetic. Uh, he learns he's telekinetic. He starts, uh, pages of his book start magnetizing to his fingers, and he's like, oh, my God. And he, he, but he's like, he runs outside once he learns this, and he's like, is somebody trying to tell me something? Yeah, that you're fucking telekinetic, you stupid fuck. If you're so fucking smart, like, we just got done watching The Lawnmower Man, which is essentially the same premise. Yeah. A dullard gets super smart super fast. Is Job smarter than George Malley? Yes. Absolutely. You didn't even give me a chance to answer. Because I know you. Your answer is yes. Job puts everything into place within minutes. Like, he has a quantum theory on how the entire universe works. Like, you could ask him anything about himself, and he would give you a 300-page uh, a, a doctoral thesis on what that means to everything. Mm. George is like, why the fuck am I telekinetic? Oh, my God. Why the fuck are you smart all of a sudden, you asshole? It's all obviously related. Yeah. So he goes into the doctor's office, and he's like, oh, my God, look at this. I'm going to move your pen. And so he does, and Duvall's like, whoa, holy shit, man. That's amazing. Actually, this is what he does. (laughs) 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 Wait, is that Robert Duvall in every movie? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Uh, remember that time he was Gus and Lonesome Dove? Man. Yeah. That sure was good. Sure was good. What the fuck? Who is this Robert Duvall guy? Ugh. I also liked him with when he had the lion. Secondhand lions? Oh, that was... Yeah. Oy. That movie stinks, Jackie. I love that one. A lot of people like it. My oh, parents no, like that, it. That, uh, I cried when the lion got it. Ooh, okay. Wait, are you talking about the ghost in the darkness? No. Okay, because that's, that's not Robert Duvall. <laughs> and it's actually, I tried to watch that again, too, and it was pretty sleepy. Uh, yeah, we watched it a few, a few months ago, but uh, we're not talking about that movie. So he drives Lacey's kids home from town, because I guess they're just in town hanging out, and, and he's like, oh, what a great opportunity to sneak into her pants. I'll bring her kids home. So he does, and uh, he also brings some tomatoes. He's like, look at these tomatoes. Oh, my God. Yeah, and some wildflowers. Right. Every wildflower from his house to her house. Uh, okay, yeah, right, okay. And That's uh, pretty romantic. We have to hand it here to Tom Petty, because he didn't sell the rights to the wildflowers, because you know they wanted to use oh, it Oh, right you here. better believe they wanted Petty here. So they had to get, they had to fucking back down to Sheryl Crow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is, I hate this song, too. Yeah, Every Day is a Winding Road. Yeah. Get a little bit closer. And they wall-to-wall this, too. It's just the chorus over and over, looped. Every song gets played, and every montage is the length of the full song. Right. And uh, this was no exception. But they don't play the full song. They just play the chorus looped for three and a half minutes. I wanted to shoot my face. Yeah. My face. It's my face. I'm going to shoot. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So uh, she's like... uh, you're creeping me out, bud. Can we go for a walk? And he's like, yeah, of course, but we'll go up the hill. We'll make out a little bit. And she's like, she intimates at one point that he's a rapist. Like, what did you think? You would come up here and bring me flowers, and that meant you could get in my pants? Yeah. She says dinner, but she means pants. Sure. Um, Dude, what's your hang up here, lady? He seems to be quite nice. 
Well, he is in this scene wearing a full Canadian tuxedo. That is true. He's got so, denim from top to bottom. <laughs> yep, all three layers. There's a good chance he's got denim boxer shorts on. <laughs> denim socks. Uh, denim uh, denim uh, G-string. Whatever that is that men wear. And <laughs> they want to have the thing go up their butt. Is it just a G-string? Or Why not? Or, uh, I believe that's called a strap-on. <laughs> Different. But, uh, you know, denim, why not? Uh, a strap-on is very much different than a G-string, Jackie. Yeah. Like, oh. And I think a denim strap-on would be kind of a single-use deal. I don't know if you'd ever really get it clean <laughs> after that first try. All right. So she's like, uh, no, it's I'm not interested. I'm really not interested. Could you please stop trying because I am not down? He's like, shh, shh, hold on. I feel something. Oh, my God. And so he runs back to the house, and he calls the science center wherever the science center is. And he's like, Hey, uh, we got an earthquake coming. Cause I can feel it. Don't you know? Uh, and they're like, you know, whatever, buddy. Uh, who are you? I'm, I'm Josh Bally. And they're like, no, you don't know shit about yeah. the clock. And he's like, no, really? There's an earthquake coming. And she's like, well, I guess because he's, because she flips right here. She just got done saying, I need you to quit bugging me so much yeah. about dating me. I am not interested you're on the verge of stalkering and I may have to press charges or call the police the next time you come up to my house uninvited because I'm afraid of you to, well, if he says that there's an earthquake coming, there better be, let's make him dinner. I think she doesn't really flip here. She's just so scared that she's going with him thinking that any slight push might send him over the edge. Oh, so, so you, like, so if you're an endangered woman, you encourage the stalkering by saying, yep, you, uh, hear earthquakes. How about some dinner? Once you're in the trap, you're like, well, maybe if I don't <laughs> get out of it, you won't squeeze hard. I don't know. No, no. She needs to, uh, she's already got Stockholm from the walk. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it takes is a walk. Yeah. Well, mm. not much denim will hypnotize anybody. <laughs> all right. So he stays for dinner. And uh, the kids like him. They're gagging around and having a great time. He's just so wonderful. And he she he leaves and he tries to kiss her, which seems a little fast. Mm -hmm. like you just had dinner. It wasn't really like there was children there. I wouldn't say you're you're in the you're in the no fly zone. Yeah, still, you're, you're in the friend zone, dude. Yeah. Uh, right now, uh, she is like, no, don't kiss me. But then, sure shit, later there's an earthquake, a little rumble. Like maybe two minutes after he leaves. Yeah. And he, so, yeah, he's driving home and he's like, oh my God, I felt it. And he wouldn't have felt it. Yeah. He's talking to his hound dog. Yeah. Which this dog, I mean, he's no Clovis. He is definitely no Clovis. Definitely well, how, not what, Clovis. What are you even talking about? There's, well, he's supposed to be the security him. dog. What? He doesn't even do anything against he's, the rabbit. He's, he's a hound dog. Yeah. And he tells him in the very beginning of the movie, you are the security. Yeah. Uh, and he barks yeah. once when he sees his friend coming up the drive with the solar panels. But the, this dog is no Clovis. Okay. He also dances. I didn't get that. What was he doing to that dog? Giving a Heimlich? No, he was dancing he with it. He was him. dancing with it, Jackie. He was Just spoon dancing with a with a hound. Yeah. Okay. All right. So she's like, oh, my God, there was an earthquake. I better go over to his house and be like, what the fuck? What's going on? Tell me the truth. And so she's like, let's come inside and talk about it. And he's like, well, no, you can't go in. The oh, shit. She's off. Uh, he has bought all of her chairs. All of the chairs. He told her at one point that her chairs were starting to sell, and he bought all of them. So she thought that she was a successful businesswoman, and it turns out she was because of uh, Stalker, 
because this guy wants to be in I her think, drawers. I think this is romantic. No, I think it's a very nice gesture, Jackie, but she loses her shit she when does. she sees this. And you it lied to me. Doesn't yeah, which you're like, wait, what? I he didn't. He didn't. Your but chairs are selling like hotcakes. Then she drops the hammer. All I wanted was the truth. And you couldn't handle it. <laughs> you couldn't handle the truth. He could not handle the truth. A few good men was what? 1989? 91 maybe. Right. Like not very far away from this movie. And no. you just said you can't handle the truth. They borrowed it. Are you kidding? Like, we wouldn't fucking notice. They borrowed some country music lyrics for the love to dialogue. This is dialogue. a big one. Oh, yeah. No, you can't handle the truth. What should not have been. It's like one of the most memorable lines of all time. Yeah. It's like saying, well, I asked you to, to move stuff with your mind, and you called it the fucking force, and I don't believe it, but you should use it. The, what? No, you can't say that. You can't say I can't handle the truth. Yeah. It's too bad that this didn't come out in, like, 2010, because mm -hmm. then she could have screamed, you can't handle the truth, and then he could reply... You had me at hello. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. All right. So she's pissed. And uh, he's like, all right, well, that's too bad. I'm going to go over to Nate's house. And he's sending more coded messages to the fucking Air Force base. Like, yeah. He's like, I cracked <laughs> the, the syntax code. Blah, blah, blah. Bullshit. Bullshit. All right. Now let's really fucking violate some federal laws. Yeah. We don't even know who we're talking to. <laughs> Like they have, there's no, in these coded messages, it's over a ham radio, which if I know anything about how radio waves work uh, via ham radio antenna, they have no way of tracking this. And you can have a ham radio powerful enough to stretch over the entire globe. You can talk to fucking North Korea via ham radio you can. and you're sending coded messages. You could be telling them it's go time, bitches. <laughs> Proceed with your nuclear weapons program. You've got authorization from me, George Malley, President of the United States. President of Den America. <laughs> this is a bad idea, George. <laughs> In town, there's a sick, sick Portuguese man, a uh, a worker, a worker man. He's yeah. just uh, moved in with his family, immigrated to uh, California, and he. Also had a uh, his nephew or something with him. There's his grandson. A, yeah, there's a boy, and the boy is lost, and they ate some yucky stuff. And this guy's got the stomach pains. They never. Oh, I. There's so many reasons to hate this scene. Uh Well, that it's in this movie. This no, one. that's one. Right. That, um, but it just keeps piling up. Mm -hmm. But you have your doctor the Duvall's like, ha, you gotta go get George Malley, <laughs> <laughs> and so they do. Even though he has not no desire to answer the phone, his his uh, right hand man at the shop has to come get him in his own tow truck. Right, they need George because he can learn. They know that he can learn to speak Portuguese in a heartbeat. Yes, and they need somebody to translate where this boy is. He he needs to know two things: what they ate and where the boy went. Okay, and then they bring back George, and he's learned Portuguese in the, on the ride over, mm -hmm. and they never ask that first question. What did you eat? What did you eat? No, they did not. Uh, Just asked where the boy is. I'm assuming Chipotle. I think they ate Chipotle. Makes everybody real. Actually, sick. right around this, it was probably the Jack in the Box. Yeah. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. E. coli. And kangaroo meat. Yeah. Kangaroo meat? That was uh, Burger King. That was the rumor of Burger King. Are you sure? I am 100% sure that that urban legend was Burger King, that it was kangaroo meat. Uh, there was one about Wendy's that it was worms. 
ground up worms? Yeah. No, I thought that was Arby's. Because Arby's had the uh, Arby's the, was the powdered beef. Yeah, the powdered beef, the Jello beef. Yeah. That you, the, I thought that was ground up worms. No, I, I, I don't, don't know. know. Either way, but yeah, ninety six. That, that's prime Jack in the Box. Equali territory. Yeah. Dang, no, I worked for Jack in the Box in nineteen ninety six. So it was like ninety three, ninety four. Yeah. I don't know who yeah. was poisoning people. Either at way, this point. something bad for him. Meanwhile, at, back at George's house, before he gets picked up. A science guy from Berkeley has come over, and he's like, hey, how'd you know about that earthquake? Uh, we want to just know how you, what did you know about the earthquake? And George is like, well, you got to check all these inventions out that I've made. I made all this smart stuff. Like, yeah. I could power a car by a fucking pig manure. Yeah, we could do that 20 years ago, dum-dum. Uh, this was 20 years ago. No, 20 years before. You, okay. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, he's gone from simpleton to genius, and he's got all these ideas on how to make the world better, and he just needs somebody to share them with. And this guy's only concerned about the earthquake knowledge. But uh, uh, Nate's like, "Well, you need to follow him because you, you're going to have to. You're going to want to watch this. Yes, yeah. I understand you want answers to the earthquake thing, but there's something else going on here that you need to see. A phenomenon, Is possibly. <laughs> <laughs> so." They go over there. He learns Portuguese. Uh, he saves. He, he goes at like he talks to the guy, and the guy's like, uh, "He's out in the orchard. Uh, we didn't. We're not going to tell you what we ate, but go find him in the orchard." So they all spread out. The orchard's right next to the fucking house. Yeah, this so guy's nobody's in. looked yeah, through this like, thing at all. They're like, should we look outside while we're waiting? No. Where could he be? I don't know. He's not in here, so we'll just wait. I don't know if he has food poisoning. He's probably next to a toilet somewhere. Or, like, what was this guy's... You say he's here to work as an immigrant. What was he doing? Well, we hired him to work out in the orchard. Maybe did you check the orchard? Like, come on. Yeah. I mean, come is on. He out, is he anywhere besides the room that you're in? Right. Don't check. Don't check. All right, so George goes out, and he's like, oh, man, I'm starting to get stomach pains, too, because he's getting sympathetic Stomach pains from this child child because yeah. they're connected via the powers of, of the phenomenon. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, uh, he's over here and he walks up to this fucking thing. That's it's a, it's a platform for burning witches. It appears to be. <laughs> that's what it looks like. It, it can be nothing else. Well, I think it's supposed to be a tree house. Uh, but it's as not. long as you're going to be a witch that's burning, then it's uh-huh. a fine treehouse. Right. It's but a TP with a platform, uh, or TP'd firewood with a platform, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. perfect for burning witches. Yes. I, I don't... And now, or hanging people, because it was kind of built into a tree, so you could kind of get the person up there on the ladder, and then get the noose around their neck, and then push them off. And then burn them afterwards. And then yeah. burn it because they're witches. Because they're witches. Well, you know, you got to cover all your bases. Yeah, I guess that's true. Now, at this point, we get the ultimate telekinetic mind power bullshit. Right. Where he moves some of the firewood out of the way to reveal a ladder underneath it. Uh-huh. That the kid has climbed up and is now on top. And they're like, hey, we found the kid. Good job. How did the kid put the... F- this w- doesn't work. It's a funeral pyre set up for a witch. So here's how this with kid's, a ladder in the middle. Here's of it. how this kid's day went. He has moved to America mm-hmm. uh, to to uh, let's just assume that uh, as an immigrant in 1996 working at an orchard, he's there to pick berries, or his grandfather is, and the grandfather's like, "Hey, son, I'm here to pick berries. 
Uh, it's sure better than fucking Portugal right now, right? Because we're in America. It's great. You know, we got the Statue sure. of Liberty. We saw it on the way over. We built the railroads on the way and uh, the Hoover Dam. And uh, now we're picking berries. Cool, Why huh? Why not? It's like, great. I fucking love America. You got Mickey Mouse. You got McDonald's. It's the best ever. Let's go pick some berries. And they so they go over there and they pick some berries. And they put them in a bucket. And the kid's like, what, what's this? And the, the guy's like, uh, that's probably edible. And it turns out it's cow shit. Mm. Um, because uh, uh, what? Yeah, what? They, just, they just ate cow shit. Don't worry about that part. And Maybe so, you can eat all the cow shit you want. No, no, this is the bad kind of cow shit. Like, what the, did the like cow the, eat? The cow. The, the cow had Jack in the box. Yeah, the cow had Jack in the box. <laughs> <laughs> so they got sick, and the guy's like, "Well, I'm gonna go back to the house and take a dump, kid. You're you're fine. You you're a child. You can just poop wherever you want." Yeah. Uh, George shows up and he's like, where's the kid? I don't know. I'll never looked outside. Meanwhile, this child has gone exploring and he's found where they burn witches yes. and climbed up the ladder. But then he has telekinesis and rebundles the stick around him so that he can lay down and take a nap without being disturbed. Without being disturbed. That or his explosive diarrhea launched him on top of the platform. <laughs> And he can't get down because there's no apparent ladder. Either that or his cramps are just too bad and he can't get down. Uh, I'm play- I'm, I'm going to steal this joke, but I'm, p- I'm playing uh, South Park at the Fractured Butthole on uh, Xbox right now. They actually have that move, Sam. It's called Fartcore. <laughs> fartcore? <laughs> one of your powers is you can jump up onto high things by farting with Kyle oh. as Kite Man. Fartcore. <laughs> All right, so they save this kid. Nobody ever finds, like, they don't even say how they cured him. And if they, they have don't. to cure him, do they have to cure George, too? I can tell you what happens. Uh, they get the kid and the guy, and they're like, oh, we got him. And then they both die. Right. And the doctor's like, ha, forgot to ask that first question. <laughs> Let's go well, to the bar. They, there's an ambulance there. So they call the ambulance. The ambulance comes and gets them. Right. But not for the old man. They have to wait till they find the kid the, here, and before they call for ambulance yeah. help. Yeah. Where do they take them? Because the doctor, the only doctor in town is already there. Uh, San Francisco. Yeah. If this is a life-threatening injury or like a, a sickness, like if they eat the bad berries or whatever that this is implying, they need the chopper. You got to get the chopper and take those kids. That's life flight to San Francisco. Sure. They don't have time to fucking drive there. I mean, we know that you can get to San Francisco in a day, but come on. I mean, come on. Come on. All right. So uh, the, the mom of this child is there, and, and she doesn't speak. Well, she she does. but uh, uh, She's like there by herself. There's no husband, whatever. It doesn't matter. And George is like, oh, what's the deal with her? And the guy's like, oh, well, she's pretty cool, and uh, she lives here, and she does house cleaning. And he's like, oh. He's like, wait, there is now a second woman in this town. I believe Nate has called dibs 10 years ago. Right. So he's up, up to bat. It's his turn to date the only other woman in town besides Kira Sedgwick. Yeah. There is no women in this town. No. None. Well, there's that old broad. Well, you saw the sign sign on the way in. Yeah, she she was the last pick. It went, the guy she's sitting to 10 years ago. Yeah. George, then Nate gets to go. Mm-hmm. Mm. What's the sign on the town? Yeah, like, welcome to Sausage Donia. Sausage Donia, <laughs> California. Yeah. Where our favorite game is play to hide the sausage. <laughs> They're not hiding. Well, speaking of the only other girl in town, uh, 
speaking of the only other woman in town, there Lacey is telling her kids that George can't be relied on because of coyotes. She's yeah. That's, She's like, you're scared of coyotes, but not guys wearing denim. Yeah. You've got problems, kid. She's, no, they're a perfect age to get carried off by coyotes still. Right. They should be scared of him. They shouldn't be scared of George. No, he's a nice guy. She is fucking with these children's minds. She's yeah. kind of fucking crazy. Don't ever get involved with anybody other than your mother. You cannot trust humans at all. Ever. It worked children. once. Well, it's Motel. like monkeys. Right? Yeah. Th- these she's, kids are fucking Norman Bates. Yeah, she's making a little couple little Norman Bateses. All right, so the town has now become scared of George. They're not, not like like ah run panic, it's George. But they're they're frightened by his power. They saw him use the force and uh, know where the child was. And so they're a little leery. They're like, Well, how'd you do this? How'd you do that, George? And he's like Oh my God, I don't even know. Um, he's like, goes to Lacey and he's like, there's nobody in town trusts me anymore. And I got to go to Berkeley and I got to put things in my butt to find out what's going on. And I want you to come with me as my friend. Oh my God. And she's like, fine. What does she say? Does she, she agree to go? I don't even know if that she gets said, out. If I'm there at 12, then I'm going. And if I'm not there, then you gotta go without me. <laughs> I believe is exactly how she delivered that line. Wow. And he's like... You were really good at that, Sam. Whatever. That is the worst line ever. Yeah. Did she really say that? I need It's not as support. bad as you can't handle the truth twice. Well, no, but... No, but that's yeah. such a shitty thing to say to somebody who's asking you for moral support. If yeah. I'm there, yeah, I'm there. Fuck yourself. If I'm not, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, that's a... Well, Peace, brah. Peace, Depends. Bra. If I run out of cookies or not, and I need to write it down. Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking about... Making some more chairs. Yeah. And it never pays off that thing that she's working on at her house. Right. What the hell is that? Business. That's what that is. It was a special chair for only her. Uh, Nate meets the Portuguese woman and uh, George has given him a little bit of Portuguese to learn on his own beforehand. Yeah. Uh, well, now that he's read all of the the classic romances and Lady Chatterley's Lover and uh, the Kama Sutra, yeah, he's he understands the ways of the woman. He knows directly <laughs> how to get to their heart. So he's he's lying to Nate. He's like, oh, "This is going to be like, uh, do you speak English?" And here's where the soap is. Yeah, easy stuff that'll mm-hmm. get you through your first couple weeks of having a new <laughs> welcome to your new Portuguese maid. Uh, <laughs> instead, he's giving him little uh, love sayings, uh-huh. one of which is quite possibly the most romantic thing I've ever heard anyone it say. It does make my drawers get uh, quite wet. Yes. Your face is a poem. Your face is a poem. What? I'm Your a, I'm a girl. A Your face is a poem. <laughs> and if somebody said that to me, I'd just look at it and I'm like, oh. Your face is a poem. <laughs> I am going to get slapped what? in the face three what times. What does it say? <laughs> Can you read it to Sam, me? Sam, what does the poem say? There once was a man from <laughs> Nantucket. <laughs> oh, that poem. <laughs> I've got dicks all over my face is yes. what you're saying. <laughs> awesome. There's a place in France where all the ladies dance. <laughs> 
All right, uh, this whole scene is just vomit-inducing when she shows up and he starts telling her lines because he has already fallen in love with her. Uh, and he goes inside to his ham radio after she leaves and tells Diana Ross that today he met an angel. <laughs> yeah. God, I want In his house. You got to emphasize right. that. He tells Diana Ross, I have met an angel in my house. It is so in- gross. My house. It is just the worst delivered, cheesy, yucky, vomit-inducing line. Yeah. Well, Forrest Whitaker, I mean, he's just not a handsome man. That doesn't matter, Jackie. Well, it is when I'm trying to watch a movie. (laughs) I only want the handsome ones. All right, if Gerard Butler said your face is like a poem. (laughs) I'd probably be like, you know what? You can just draw dicks on my face all day. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I will naked lady dance for you, just like in France. <laughs> which, which poem, Gerard Butler? How's about we play a game of fuck off? You go first. I'm not sure that's actually a poem, but uh, whatever. So what you're telling me is that we're going to Pony Town because this is gonna rock. Mm. <laughs> hmm. All, All right. right. So, anyways, we have to move on. George has the FBI at his house now. Yep. <laughs> He's been arrested for futzing with government Morse code. And they take him into the science or whatever. They're, they're, they're Guantanamo, essentially. Sure. And, uh, they're like, well, how'd you know about this? And how'd you do that? And he's like pl- trying to play dumb a little bit. But then Brent Spiner shows up. You're like, Brent Spiner, yes! Oh my God, yes, the movie just got good. And then he goes away. And he goes away. <laughs> and you're sad for a long time. Yeah. So I'm going to burn one of my questions here. He starts talking about if a man was born in 1928, how old would he be today? And right. then John is like, well, what month was he born in? And I get the day, the month, uh, the time zone, the time zone yeah, all question, the right? That he asked, right? But what the fuck does it make a difference if he's a man or a woman? I can't think of any reason why it would make a difference. And neither could the writer because they don't address that. They do not. So why even ask it? I don't know. I, s- I just thought that was really odd because we all know that men die early. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's mostly so they can escape their marriages. Correct. Sure. Um, I can't wait. I know, right? <laughs> I saw your Dear Diary entry last week, Justin. Dear Diary. Please, Lord. <laughs> I'm one day closer to Amen. escaping this shithole of a marriage. Sweet oblivion. <laughs> Take me. I ate five cheeseburgers yeah. just to bring me close. <laughs> but all it did was give me diarrhea and use up too much toilet paper, which I will now get bitched at for. I climbed into a witch burning <laughs> thing. <Yeah. laughs> no one... I couldn't even get lit on fire. Yeah. All right, so... He gets let go because they can't keep him. They don't have anything to keep him on, uh, other than that he's treason. A super, yeah, other than that, <laughs> other than treason. Um, he freaks out at the bar. He comes home and he's like, "You know what this whole thing was? It was a mistake. I shouldn't have got this because I got all these goddamn ideas, all this good shit. Nobody listened to me because I was just a simpleton. If this had actually hit, been given to a scholar or somebody with power." that could make a difference in this world, then people would give a shit, but it's just me. Just me, George. George Malley. Mm-hmm. And then he starts being all fucking weird. Like, if you rearranged your parking lot at the bar, you could get three more cars in. Mm-hmm. If you told Sally, and I don't even know if she's yelling at the old woman because she's the post office lady, mm-hmm. or he's just yelling about the post Maybe. office lady. I was a little confused. But if you would just steer the route this way, I, everybody would get their mail by three o'clock. You lazy get. <laughs> you know, and yeah. just start screaming at people about like really stupid, mundane things. And then 
he whips out, and this is nuclear energy, and throws <laughs> it at the bartender. Keep it. Keep, what do I care? Cold fusion for everybody. And, and then, then he shatters the, the bar mirror. Because mm-hmm. he's with pissed. his finger guns. Right, with his finger guns. If Be honest. If you had telekinesis, finger guns all the everything time. would be finger guns. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. All the time. Yeah, I would get let loose from Guantanamo because they're like, yeah, he's got powers. We're going to hold him, dissect him. He kept finger gunning everything over and being like just the biggest asshole. So <laughs> we, just, we just don't want to deal with him anymore. At first, he was quiet about it, but then he started going bang, 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 bang. bang, bang. bang. Yeah. <laughs> I had to get rid of him. There was a lot of winking. And he kept doing this like, <laughs> yeah, and then he started singing the song. Yeah. Think of bang, bang. He started bang, bang. Riding around on an imaginary horse, and uh... <laughs> we had to take the mop away from him like three times. All right, so he, he's he's wigging out a little bit. He goes home and he starts digging in his fucking garden like really aggressively. And then he like looks up at the trees that are being breezed about gently. And he starts breezing about gently along with them. He connects with nature. Or I don't know. Yes. Okay. Hold on. You're jumping the gun here a little early. The finger gun? (laughs) All right. So. Lacey teaches her kids about treating people differently. They're like, how would you like it if you if, if you were being treated weirdly? Because they've got they came home with a broke one of the broken mirror pieces. Yeah. And the kid paid too much. <laughs> the well, kid paid a dollar. Yeah, he paid a dollar for it. He was gonna test it with his magnets. <laughs> I was gonna test it with my magnets. Oh? Was, I mean, this whole weird story is just do you remember when your dad left us and nobody liked us anymore because right. we were poor? What's it, is what? It, she doesn't say poor. She just says that they didn't, didn't like. Yeah. Things changed. People started treating us differently. Yeah, because they were poor. Because that's how, that's that's how it lot, goes. Okay. Well, in the 90s, though, you got to remember that if you had money and then all of a sudden you didn't, then you were just these You're poor wretches. You're inferring that they even had money. You know nothing about these people. Obviously, they had something because she was all artsy-fartsy. So she was just stay-at-home mom that did a bunch of art, and he was like, get off your ass and get a fucking job. He's like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to marry Linda the secretary. Linda. She has good <laughs> benefits, too, the same job that I'm working at, and she goes to work every day from 9 to 5, and she busses her ass's kids to the daycare, and she was like, but I'm an art major. Hold on. I'm going to stop you there. <laughs> yeah. She busses her ass's kids to yeah. the daycare. Her ass had kids. <laughs> Little brown ones. Oh, no. <laughs> Little raisins. Okay. Yeah, I don't think yeah. so, Jackie. I think she's just teaching them a valuable, valuable lesson about uh, treating people differently when there's no cause for it. Uh, so, anyways. Oh, that's so lame. Uh, she goes over to his house because now I guess she just thinks he's the bee's knees out of fucking nowhere. And I she, think she gives realized... him a bath in the sink and cuts his hair and shaves his face like it's fucking ghost. Yeah, this is the most sensual haircut i've ever seen this made me laugh it's like i'm gonna treat you like you're a paraplegic lean back into the seat where did this come from i don't know you know i used to be a hairdresser uh-huh at no time was it ever sexy time get washing somebody's hair or shaving their face or cutting their hair because you know what you're thinking my back fucking hurts mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i don't want to be washing this nasty ass shit out of your hair mm-hmm. You have flakes of dandruff the size of a quarter. Right. And uh, guess what? It doesn't matter if I give you a nice haircut. You're still going to be you. The last time we saw him was in the garden 
where he's in his pajamas and a denim jacket or like a, like a, like a, uh, just a jacket. Yeah. And he looks disheveled and ragged. Like he's starting to lose his shit a little bit yeah. and probably not bathing. So then she at some point falls in love with that without him being involved in the film and goes over to his house and is like, I'm going to give you the best shampoo you've ever had because he's covered in fucking filth. That's why she does. You're disgusting. Well, he's Look so at you. gross everywhere else. Right. But you can't be like, oh, sexy time. I love you now because you're fucking losing. You have defecated in your pajamas. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you're just going to leave. And she's like, I'm not going to wash your balls. You got to do that on your own, kid. <laughs> I gave you the head start. This is the this is this was the pep talk. You got a clean head. Now you got to go finish the job. Ugh. Bath time, cubby. So he now is good, I guess. He's like, okay, well, I'm not losing my shit anymore. I'm going to share my gift with the world. I'm going to rent a booth at the book fair. The largest book fair in the tri-state area. I have been to a book fair. Mm -hmm. This is not a book fair. The entire fucking county is there. Oh, yeah. I I don't know. I've never been to a book fair that was more than an elementary school library. Uh Uh, The biggest one having been in a gymnasium. It wasn't that big. Uh-huh. And it's just a bunch of tables and you just walk through the line and then you grab books that are interesting. Correct. It, it, it's not like a pie eating contest or there's no show. It's not like a pie eating contest because those, those bring in the people. <laughs> I mean, you fucking crazy shit at pie eating contests. I have seen Stand By Me. Yeah. I know what kind of things go down at a it's pie eating like contest. fucking backstage at a kiss show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he's there to like answer everybody's question. He's like he he he's giving an a, a Reddit style AMA in front of the entire sure. town, uh, and there he's he's like wanting to share his knowledge and gifts about energy and and how things are working. And he's showing them the sunglasses, which was a bad idea. Like he shows his telekinesis, probably shouldn't have done yeah. that. The news crew shows up, like the hottest LA news crew. KCUD. KCUD. <laughs> now it's time for traffic with Jim on the cow. <laughs> How's traffic, Jim? There's no cars out here. I'm sitting on a cow. <laughs> Back to you, Nancy. <laughs> All right, so bad idea. It doesn't work out. Like, uh, they're dive tackling him. Like, answer our fucking questions. Are you yeah. from space? Where's the UFOs? <laughs> Where are they? <laughs> And uh, he gets knocked over, and as he gets he's... knocked over because somebody's trying to get their kid blessed. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's right, right, right. Get, Bless yeah, my can, kid. He can perform miracle. My years. kid's gonna die. Well, I don't know. Maybe you should not have taken him out of the hospital where he was on the dialysis machine. What's he dying from? I don't know. I just found him on top of this witch burning thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on. He's with got the mud bite. <laughs> he's like, no, I don't want to hold your stinky kid. Yeah, so he gets knocked over, and he looks up in the sky, and he sees the lights again. They and zap him one more time. And he wakes up in the hospital, and uh, Robert DeFall's there, and he's like, hey, uh, uh, got got a little bit of news for you. Uh, it's not the UFOs. Should have done the CAT scan first. I maybe should have looked at you physically one time. Maybe. Because you have got a giant-ass brain tumor. It's a brain cloud. It's a fucking brain cloud. They say that it looks like a hand. Or mm. at one point they say it looks like an octopus. Yeah. It's it's twisting through his mind. Yeah, it's penetrating every depth of his brain. And instead of 
harming, reducing his brain function. It's accelerating his brain mm. function. Temporarily until it kills him. Right. Well, that's just, a, the, it's not temporary. It's just, it will one day kill him. The blood flow goes away. Because it's, right. it's, it's a tumor. It's a bad thing. Yep. He's got a brain tumor. It is a tumor. It is a tumor. Um, and then the viewer goes, okay, wait. So he's got telecan telecan answer. What the fuck is going on in this movie? Yes. Yeah, this ruins all of the magic. The magic. The magic. The magic of him being Magical. with superpowers. He no longer has superpowers. He's got a goddamn tumor. You know how disappointing that is. Well, like it's... I thought the lights were gonna mean something, and like we were gonna get a spaceship. Like and that, that he had been gifted. He'd been chosen to receive this gift. Yeah. And then when he fell at the mm-hmm. at the book fair, I kind of thought, okay, well, they took the gift back. Right. And now he's going to go back and he's going to get stupider. Like like contact almost. Sure. Like, the, like yeah. the plot of contact. Like you're the one. We can't give you all of the answers to the universe right now because mankind's not ready. ready for but eventually you will be. That's, That's the good news. No, he just has a fucking brain, brain tumor. tumor. Yeah, it's the same thing. It could have been Stranger in a Strange Land. He could have been Valentine Michael Smith. And chooses to end his own life with, because mankind isn't ready for his powers. Uh-huh. Nope, it was some hallucinations. You got brain cancer, and we're supposed to be sad for you. Right. We actually had a statement that we weren't making very well, and then we pissed all over it and kicked it out the door. Absolutely. Uh, but, and also, I'm the worst doctor ever because I didn't fucking take you to the hospital at any point in this however long period where you got superpowers, and I was like, <laughs> He could have been concussed. The thing is, is that he, he fell in the parking lot at the yeah, beginning of the movie. you still need to get, like, if you're a doctor and you got fucking superpowers all of a sudden, the last thing you knew, you fell over and hit your head, you're going to get a CT scan. They're going to do some fucking stuff. He had to go to Frisco and they never sent him. I don't know. But don't know it, this is Dr. Butt on the window, so. Yeah, right, right. Not the best doctor. All right, so he's going to die. She comes in. She's like, I love you. You love me for the rest of my life. No, I'm going to love you for the rest of mine. Which Blah. is country music sung by Trace Atkins. Nice. Now, he is dying. He's in a hospital bed. Sure. And he is just convinced that I don't know how much longer I'm going to be alive. I love you. You love me. Hug. Hug. Don't you think if you're the filmmaker that this is the time where they kiss? I was thinking it shouldn't be a hug. It should be a little bit of a tug. You're right. But it's like it's minimum. They hug. They They don't. They don't smooch. I love you. You love me. It's the first time we've ever said that. Let's kiss. No. No, Gross. Kiss. Rowdy. Kissing is icky. Yep. Get cootie tumors. Cooties or something. Well, maybe she is. Like, it's not catchy, is it? No, yeah. It actually <laughs> spreads through the mouth. Give me some sugar. Maybe she had a canker sore that day. I, it doesn't matter. It's the filmmaker's choice that they did <laughs> they, not they kiss just Jack. hug. I think it was probably Kira Sedgwick's choice. Yeah, probably. Stop it. No, just a hug. All right, so the brain guy comes in. This brain doctor. He's the best in the world. And he's like, uh, so what I would like to do is you've got this brain. It's pretty cool. And I want to take it out of you. I want to, you might, you might live, but uh, you're probably going to die. But I want to take your brain. I want, I want your brains. I want your brains, Wendy. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your fucking mm. brains in. Give There's me those brains. The tiniest chance that we'll know more about your brain if it's still on when I cut your head open. And I mean, in a tiny, tiny chance. Very small. 
Very small. Everything we really can discern, we we figured out with the MRI. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if I was just to hack your head open right now and mm-hmm. split it like a melon, mm-hmm. and then just stir my eyes around it and go blah, 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 I might know more than if you were already dead. How does your brain tumor taste Yeah, right now? When you're alive. When you're alive. Because it might taste different if it's you're dead. It's going to be different, I think. So I, I need to make sure think. that I get it in my mouth while you're alive. Yeah. Um, Mm. Are you cool with that? And he's like, fuck no! no. Get the fuck out of here! Yeah, have you seen From Beyond? I'm going to suck your brain out (laughs) through your eye. Uh, And then he gives a speech like, you don't need my fucking brain. We all can be this. This is us. This is humankind. This is our journey. This is our goal. This is our odyssey. This is us. All we can be if we just try. We can try to have telekinesis. I've been trying for 20 fucking years. I to have use been the trying divorce. since 1981. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm almost 40, and every once in a while, I'm just like, okay, one more try. Maybe today. Maybe today is the uh, day. No, nope, today's not the day. <laughs> Fuck, God damn it. I've been trying, John Travolta. And Robert Duvall tells everybody in town that they're a bunch of assholes because they wanted to use him, or they, they like... They're yeah. minimizing his yeah. gifts and abilities. Right. You treated him like shit. His, even his statement doesn't really work because oh. the way, here's the line that you use right here. You can't handle the truth. Right. That's a good one. Um, <laughs> no, I was thinking like he didn't change. You guys changed. That's what happened here. Yeah. Because he was always the same good guy. You guys changed. He didn't change. That's yeah. what I would have wrote. But they he doesn't. He's like, you guys are assholes uh-huh. because you wanted to use him for your own, to justify your own shitty little existences. Uh, okay, whatever. Um, but he broke the mirror. Yeah, he did break the mirror. And he's from space. Yeah. But the thing that we can't forget here mm-hmm. is the lesson of love. And the magic of baseball. No, that when you, if you really love someone, you'll buy their chairs. Oh, yeah. He gives them a whole lecture about He's how like, his girlfriend right. keeps leaving him, uh-huh. and John Travolta's girlfriend won't even kiss him, but she's standing by his side. Why? Um, business. Tumor business. And you're a piece of shit. Because you never, bought, you never bought the chairs of her heart. Anybody's chairs. The chairs of the heart. Yep. I want to know what this is. The chairs of the heart? Yeah. Uh, it was a mid-80s hit from uh, Simply Red, I believe. Chairs <laughs> of the Heart. Nobody? No. Okay. Maybe it's not my best. No. It's, fine. it's nice to hear about Simply Red again. <laughs> Everybody forgets. Uh, you know what's funny, Sam, is Simply Red, didn't they do... No, 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 no. That was Simple Minds did. Don't you forget about me. <laughs> yeah. Don't know that would be. Who? Ba-dum-pump. Yeah. Oh. All right. So he's in he's in the hospital and he's getting his pills and he's like, fuck you, I'm not taking these pills. I'm putting them in pudding and doping the elderly into taking my pass out pudding pills that will probably kill him. And he mashes up one pill that's supposed to put him to sleep. Then he gets two other yellow pills that are unidentical and you don't know where they came from and you don't know what they are. Uh yeah. I don't know what they are either. Anyways, he makes the the orderly pass out and he busts out of out of the clink, which is the hospital. And the cops are on the lookout for him, but he's hiding out at, at, at Keir Sedgwick's, which is like the first place that they would probably look yeah. because it's the fucking FBI. They know about her. But uh, he's with the kids and he gives a circle of life speech. I'm going to start going fast here because it's all shit. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. 
The FBI guy finally pulls up to the house. So he sees the tools. And of course, because she's a woman, she can't fucking fix it herself. But, and then he goes in and sees that the car, the keys are in the ignition. And he's like, oh, he's here. And she's like, uh, wouldn't you, where would you want to die? Where, if you were going to die, where would you want to just leave him alone? Is what she's saying. And he's like, oh, you're right. Okay. How the fuck does he know that? He doesn't know that he's there. There's the fucking keys in the car and some tools on the And the hood's car. open. Yeah, That's, that doesn't mean that he's there. It means the car's been worked on. Right. He's a super detective. He doesn't even know that, like, the car had problems before. Yep. He doesn't know her in the least. He knows what a carburetor sounds like when it's been adjusted by a super genius. Right. That's exactly right, Sam. Ugh, no. All right. So he's up. George is up in the hills, leaning against a tree, and he's like, oh, isn't it great up here? Uh, I just love uh, being up with nature by myself. And she's like, um, cool. Uh, so are we going to bang or what? And he's like, well, it just so happens that yeah. I brought a blanket. He made his little makeshift jam pad. <laughs> his jam pad. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. He's jamming it all right. Yep. Yeah, his ram, ram pad. So they finally smooch. So that eliminates our theory that they were not going to have physical she contact. Gave him one scene. Yeah. She's like, look, turtle tob. <laughs> I'll make out with this fucker, but it's happening one afternoon. Right. And I want a case of banaka. <laughs> <laughs> well, that night he dies in her bed. Oh no. And and we're supposed to just be destroyed. Especially because the film then gives us five more emotional sequences. Before even starting the denouement, like right. she's sad, then she's more sad, and the scientist guy comes and she's like, "Here's all of his things." Then she cries more. And the kids are there and they're looking out onto the trees that are fucking swaying in the breeze. Jackie, is he the trees now? Uh, we'll get to that okay. because before she bones him, <laughs> he also says something to like. What was it like when you were holding your children close to you when they were born? And she does that. She sways in the breeze while holding an imaginary child. And then she does it again looking at the trees in this scene. Yeah. All right. So we'll, we'll get there, Jackie. The answer is Rush. The band? Yeah. Uh, the answer is Susie Boggess. The Trees by Rush, that song is badass. Yeah. Uh, no, it's Music on the Wind by Susie Boggess. No, it's uh, clearly Rush. It's Rush. The answer is always Rush. Always Jack. Rush. It's always Rush. No. No, it is. It, it's science. Science. Ugh, the science fine. has come together. That's I haven't the heard the tree song by Rush. On uh, NASA's website is uh, Rush always is the answer. Okay, so how does the Rush song go? There's magic in the forest <laughs> and the trees are all pissed off because man has come to chop them down and the ants storm the it's, twin towers it's about the lord of the rings and then they fucking kick some ass they always fucking kick ass yeah. all right so oh, okay anyways <laughs> I, I will give you guys that it was definitely rush it was rush one year later uh nate has gotten the uh the portuguese woman pregnant oh great and he brings corn to george's birthday party at the barn bar. yep corn of corn. Oh, he's also a successful farmer now because he's got acreage of corn. Well, he used the pig shit pig fertilizer. He used the pig shit to make himself a successful corn farmer. But he brings corn on the cob to a bar party. Because raw. Raw corn. And people ask him point blank, what am I going to do with this? 
He's like, fucking figure it out, asswipe. And he just gives it to him anyway. Your life is better because they pan down the bar and every single person in town has now found, they've changed for the better. The guy that was struggling with his girlfriend, they're making out on the side. Everybody's happy and laughing. The sheriff is sober. The sheriff uh, is sober. Uh, everybody's Her son, good. young kid rock, has learned chess. Right. Because of George Malley. Yeah. Because of the lives that he touched. Blech. Nope. So that's, that's your movie. So let's address this this breeze thing, Jackie. What's the swaying breeze metaphor? It's clearly a metaphor because the film opens on leaves. Leaves. Brush swaying in the, in the breeze. He fucking rants about photosynthesis like nine times in the movie. Right, but that's science. That's that's his way to, like, you know, we're going to make the world better. I, I get that. But what's this metaphor of them swaying? Because if it, it has to be a metaphor other than ways that scene where he looks up at them after going nuts in his in his garden and, and he starts rocking back and forth. And he ta- talks about the apple, too, and how you could take a piece of this with you. The, yeah, but that's circle of life shit. Yeah, but I think that this is... He becomes one with nature, and then he is everywhere watching He's them. He's in the trees. He's in the wind. He's in the trees. He's swaying with life with them. So when he dies, he dissipates his energies into the earth. The trees, specifically. Yeah. So that he can ruin their every October by crapping a bunch of leaves down so on them. So is that why everybody in town is better, is because he is still with them? Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise he, because he doesn't do anything for anybody in town. Nothing. No. Name one person whose life he touched for the better in the town. Oh, oh, the guy with the Bronco who was like, I don't have any money. I can't pay you. Can I please get my car? And he was like. Trade him for the thing and then yeah. trade the other guy the for the solar system? panels. Yeah. Yeah. He, but that doesn't benefit some, the guy. So, uh, hey, you pay for this. And you'll get what you are promised in return. That's not touching someone's life. That's just, it's called an economy. The kid on the top of the witch tower. Yeah, he saved him. But he's not part of the town. No. He's not there at the bar scene later. He's No, but he is. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. He's Forrest Whitaker's new kid. Yeah, he's got a new dad. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So that kid really gets like the super, he gets saved, he gets a new dad. He gets American citizenship. Corn. (laughs) nice okay all right he's with everybody and that sucks so bad who's next i don't know that i have a lot of questions about this movie just because it was like oh i don't feel sorry for you i'm not emotionally connected to any of the characters all right you don't have any questions sam Malpractice on uh, Dr. <laughs> well, who would sue? Because he's dead and he's in the trees. That's true. The trees could sue. The trees could sue. There's the trouble trees. in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> They've got a good attorney. Yeah. That would be we really fucking. We don't want this shithead here. <laughs> a postmodern YouTube video where John Travolta as. Uh, George Shapiro? George Shapiro. Yeah. Yeah. Comes back and sues. 
the town represents the ants. Represents the ants. Yeah, that'd be badass. I am here on behalf of the ants, and it's just actually Getty Lee standing behind him, wailing on a fucking base. Well, that'd be too good because yeah, what you really be. go for here is an actual ant lawsuit with Shapiro mm-hmm. that ends with him slapping the table and saying, "And you thought the Galactic Senate was boring." <laughs> Tree Law! <laughs> Lord of the Rings courtroom. The defendant is a giant tree that doesn't fit in the courtroom. <laughs> they just have that law and order mashed up. Yeah. Fucking Peter Jackson shit. Uh, so do you think she burns the extra chairs that she inherits? <laughs> because that's all she inherits is a fucking garden and some notebooks and her chairs back that she can't sell. I think that they were broken, and that's why they were in a pile inside the house. Because <laughs> he was getting ready to use them for kindling right. when the weather got cold. In and he case was they like, need to burn more witches. Yeah, yeah, and he was like, oh, fuck, you saw the broken chairs. Yeah, your work's not that good. So they're already burnt. She doesn't inherit them. She doesn't get them back. They've already burned more witches with her chairs. I think she double sells them. She puts oh, them back man. out, and everybody's like, oh, yeah, it's George's girlfriend. We have to buy those fucking chairs. And, like, one guy finds out that, wait a second, she double-sold these chairs. God damn it. These fat cats are ruining our town. And then George Shapiro represents the town. He's Versus in, he's double-dipping as well. The chairs. Right. He's yeah. suing the town via the ants and suing her via the town. The plaintiff is a wooden chair. What is the phenomenon? Now, before... (laughs) The film's title is Phenomenon. Before we dig into that, let me read you Webster's Dictionary's definition of phenomenon. Okay. Uh, We've got several definitions, but the closest I can say is a rare or significant fact or event. A rare or significant fact or event. What is that fact or event? A hand-shaped tumor that makes you smarter. That is not an event because an event is a thing that happens at once. It is the event is the entire thing. Is the entire movie an event? No, because there's a beginning, a middle, and an end. He doesn't have the tumor. He gets the tumor. Then he doesn't have the tumor because he's fucking dead in the ant suit. Uh, what's the event? His birthday party. That's it? Yeah, it happens Which twice. Which one? The first one. The first one. That's the event. Yeah. Then the whole movie is a fucking lie. Sure is. Why are you trying to figure it out? (laughs) Because that's our job. Yeah. I mean, sometimes Uh, you just got to let sleeping dogs lie. No. No, this has to make sense, Jackie. There isn't a phenomenon. No, there is not. Because the light's hitting him. If an alien spaceship had zapped him with superpowers. That is an event, but a slow crawling tumor that it is inside of his head and then suddenly starts touching things sporadically is not a single event. Those are a chain of events, so it can't be a phenomenon. Well, no, the phenomenon is a MacGuffin. The title's a MacGuffin. Yes, it is. Because we're supposed to like... Waiting for MacGuffin. (laughs) Waiting for MacGuffin. No. sitting in a park bench waiting for Bob. Thing is, he was underneath it going, evil the whole time. (laughs) Oh, my Uh, God. So, yeah, it's the whole thing's a MacGuffin. You're supposed to be like, oh, we could have had all these other messages like mankind's not ready, Mm -hmm, very good mm -hmm. science fiction, whatever, whatever. No, he's got cancer. You're supposed to feel bad. Right. Okay, wait, wait. 
we already kind of addressed this, but like that was just a really bad gear change. It was a really bad gear change. The entire movie is a really bad gear change. Completely. Well, yeah. nobody believes that she actually loved him. No, because she flips a switch. At no point does she is their relationship believable at all because she's like, "Don't rape me." Wait, you can feel earthquakes? Okay, let's have dinner. And then two weeks later, we we weren't in the same scenes at all. At all, we just yeah. decide we love each other. Well, she gets the nice That's feeling. That's the phenomenon of. Phenomenon. Phenomenon. Yeah, she never really loves him. And what happens is is that she, once she finds out that he's going to die, mm-hmm. she's like, oh, I can have sex with this guy. He's going to be gone in two weeks. Why would she do that? Because she wants to be emotionally unavailable. Well, and it makes her look good in town. Yeah. Like, oh, you slept with a dying guy. Oh, you are so brave. You're the, you're the pity fucker? And, you don't, and she didn't have to finish that one chair that she was working on. Well, at least not for another couple of weeks. Yeah, whatever that thing was that she was working on. It, looks, it kind of looked like a giant cog. It was a sawhorse with a dildo on it. <laughs> hey, who doesn't want that? <laughs> Yo. All uh, right, final recommendations on Phenomenon. No. Do not. Do not. Now, I will give it a... Everybody was really quick that time. No. I'll give this a serious caveat. There could have been a good thing here. Could have been. This is a missed opportunity for sure. And in the best case, he's still even in that best case, this is a 30-minute episode of The Twilight Zone. Because I do like the concept of this man being given huge, Michael Valentine Smith, essentially yeah. a stranger in a strange land, and people don't give him that chance. We don't have that ability to deal with people that have superpowers. We treat them as... as uh, uh, things Freaks. to be f- afraid of, uh, certainly. And the idea of him having all this and him still not even being able to do anything with it, that's decent. Th- those are decent yeah. science fiction concepts. But you, they tried to package this love story that is completely unrelated and completely unbelievable around it and how wonderful these town this town is. And it's all because of him and what a good person he is. Not anything to do with this goddamn fucking gift that he has been given. Yeah. Those people were fucking assholes, damn. No, the whole movie is an asshole. The movie is an asshole. It's a real fucking asshole. Do I not watch this. I would say, though, yeah. because, you know, if we would have tried hard, we really could have made fun of this. It has so much space, because this thing could be whittled down to 90 minutes, no problem. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Um the Rift Cracks guys could really have a field day with this fucking yeah, thing. They could. Just because there's so much space for there is a lot of not talking or him just talking to himself right. almost as a false narrator. Or he's talking to us, yeah. Oh, it's bad. Uh I think this is above our pay grade though. Yeah. Like, it takes Kevin No, you Murphy, need to you need to write that and, for uh, two weeks because you'd have to come up with some good Bill jokes. Corbett to to do this. The pros. This yeah. is above our pay grade. Yeah. Uh, do not do this movie. It sucks. Okay. I've got some news. Got some big news. Gerard Butler is going to be in a new film. As Mike Banning. Mike Banning is coming back for Has Fallen 3. Yeah. What's falling this time? Well, his balls, because he's getting older. Yeah, he's getting up there. Uh, and that's actually what this film is about, Jackie. So from what I understand, this is a mashup between The Fugitive and Air Force One. Ooh. So 
I think here's here's what I've read based off of what Gerard Butler has said about this movie. I think what we're going to see is he uh, uh, Aaron Eckhart does not come back. Okay. So there's a new president that he has to protect. I think the president is going to be a bit of a butthole. I think oh. that there's going to be some social or political commentary here. And uh, Banning is going to have to choose between doing what's right for the country and or letting his president do his job or, or let the president die, essentially. Now, will now, this president have Cheeto hair? Probably. Is so, it going to just be Alec Baldwin playing Donald Trump? It might be. So here's <laughs> what awesome. I think is going to happen. I think the president's going to be a total dickhead and there's going to be some like some animosity between the two at the beginning. But it's Banning and he's going to do his job, even though it's not the right thing i mean it, it, it you get into sure. all sorts of na- nasty stuff right in there but he's going to be accused there's going to be a plot the president's yeah. going to get killed and he's going to be accused of being a part of the plot because of all his animosity towards sure. the president and he's going to have to go on the run yeah but the run apparently takes all all place on air force one and banning is going to kill a bunch of guys on an airplane yeah and then it comes down to that where he's like you wouldn't take a bullet from him but then at the end he's like I don't need to take a bullet for anybody. I just give him out. Right. Because he's killing everyone else. I hope he has another really good line, like, I'm thirsty as fuck. Oh, I'm sure. It's Let's banning. play a game of fuck off. You go first. Yeah, it's banning, dude. It's going to be total. Uh, Gerard Butler says, if you liked both of them, you're going to like this one. Now, of course, he's plugging the movie, but uh, from what I read, he's pretty jacked about it. He's got a director that he's working with that I'm unfamiliar with, but just had a movie come out that's supposed to be a real big action deal. Uh, so I'm excited until I read the title. What's it called? Angel Has Fallen. All right. I don't like it. Eh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, it's going to be a whole movie that was just the sequence, the fun sequence with Andy Garcia from Geostorm. Yeah, probably. Because that's what happens in that movie. Right. She goes rogue, but she saves the president. Mm -hmm. Right, 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 right. Uh, Yeah, so uh, 2018. So Banning will be back. We will definitely be there. Well... That sets up a good, uh, that's going to be a good who's the tougher year in review because Statham's fighting a 70 fucking yeah. foot shark that same right. year. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next mm-hmm. year's looking good. I can't think of one tough person that I've seen this year. Other than Gerard Butler? And well, my- London was falling as last year. Right. We just well, watched Geostorm like yeah, three weeks tough. ago. You were there. He didn't kill anybody, but he was tough. No, he was tough, but he I mean. fucking bounced off a satellite. Yeah. Oh, God, he's so sexy. Uh, and don't forget about Matt Damon. He was tough. He fought off a lizard army. Not sort of. Gerard Butler. Anyways, we have to move on. So that keep an eye out for that. But uh, we got some streaming news and notes, starting with a riff tracks that Sam and I watched on Amazon Prime, starring Chuck Norris in Silent Rage. When I saw that this was on there, I was like, Ooh, we're watching this one. Mm-hmm. And I even gave you the caveat, though, that it is the most boring Chuck Norris movie I don't ever. Think it is. <laughs> Just because I wanted to see what they were going to do with it. No, without these guys, Silent Rage is a fucking snooze fest. It's real bad, Sam. Ah, and it might not be the most boring because Primal Fear is just as bad. Uh, I thought Silent Rage was hilarious. It is hilarious. It's Maniac Cop. Or no, 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 it's not Maniac Cop, but it's it's Zombie Cop versus Chuck Norris. He's not even a cop. He's just a guy. Right, but he's a tough cat. Yeah. These loose killer reanimated undead Un- zombie scientific research. He's completely killer. unstoppable by any method other than some karate later on in the film. Right. 
And Chuck Norris stinks. He's awful in this. He might he, be hit one. In, this might be one of his worst movies. So acting wise, I think one of the things that really causes this fucking movie to suffer is that the director was insistent on everything being long takes. Yeah. And that and no, shirtless, of course. And that none of the movie has any energy to do it. And so it's just this like droning. You can't cut anything out. Mm-hmm. You can't. You're stuck with the shit that you have. Even the last scene is a long take. Like they just have the whole fight scene in one shot, and the camera's just sitting there. Like they just gave up making the movie yeah. halfway through. It's awful. It is a bad, bad, yeah. fucking bad movie. It's bad. Uh, I liked it though. I'm gonna give it a do. Yeah. I've seen it three times now, so I can't say don't watch it. Yeah. It uh, I'm going to give it a didn't watch that one. Right. It does have Chuck Norris shirtless more than about any other movie. And ladies mm. love him. They and, do. And he is super fucking creepy in it, too. Like Yes. Like and hairy. Rapey. He's like, very rapey. He picked up women. Like, they like it. That's how they like it. They just like it. Like, you force them. And oh. That's how they like it. In Ugh. fact, the Gross. fan backlash on it was so much so that he was like, you know what? We're never doing that again. Good. That was a good call. Yeah. He, you know, him and Eastwood, they listen to the people. <laughs> Get off my lawn. Uh, you did watch a movie, Jackie, on Netflix starring Farouz Ebok and uh, Nev Campbell and who else? Oh, Robin Tooney? Mm-hmm. The Craft. Witches. Yes. Now... I watched it too. Oh, you did! <laughs> oh, you, you got yeah. on board. Oh, okay. Because like, uh, spoiler alert, we were gonna do this one last week, and we had audio problems, uh-huh, uh-huh. so I had like, I'm gonna sneak in and do that one too. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, okay. I did not. So yeah. why don't you, why don't you take it over, Jackie? Tell us what the the setup is behind the craft. Okay, so there's a group of witches in high school. Mm-hmm. A new witch comes to town that mm-hmm. makes them even more powerful. Now they can fuck with people like making that. Popular bitch lose her hair, and so it's the opposite of Teen Witch. Yeah, they're not nice okay. to anybody. Right. No. They kill the boyfriend. She tries to sleep with the girl's boyfriend. So there's some weirdness there. Um, death. I'm gonna. Be and then they the kick the most popular girl. They but kick instead the, it's. I'm going to kill the most popular girl. Yeah. Like that? No, they cool. kill the most popular boy. Oh, okay, whatever. And, and then, uh, you know, they kick the new they one don't out. Like boys. Oh, they like boys. They I'm... like the same boy. Uh, oh. Mm-hmm. Audrey. Hmm. All right. Uh, well, what did you guys think? It is a mover. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it goes right along. Uh, the fire special effects did not age well. <laughs> <laughs> Worse than uh, Lawnmower Man? About the same. Oh, boy. The, the explosions are not good. Uh-huh. Uh, most of the other stuff held up. And it's just, it's dumb. Yeah. Like teenage witches fighting each other. That sounds And there's dumb. a lot of fans. like A lot of catty cattiness in this movie. Yeah. It's... I kind of enjoyed it a little bit. Wait, um, what, did you, what do you mean fans? Fans like blowing, like they get oh, so much air blown. Yeah. It's like they're in a wind tunnel. Yeah, okay. Like it had to be awful. Like the amount of visine that these actresses had to use. Because they're supposed to be sexy or something? They're all like they're in the air. And then, like, uh. magic obviously blows shit around everywhere, right? <laughs> yeah, magic makes fan. bad special effect fire. Uh, yeah, but there was a bunch of fucking wind scenes. Yeah, especially the one on the beach. I'm pretty sure that somebody went blind for an entire day after that one. <laughs> yeah, you can't have fans in sand. Oh, yeah, man. They did. They did. It was very, very windy on the beach, and I'm thinking, wow, somebody should really give those ladies some goggles. All right, so what'd you think, Jackie? I liked it. 
Yeah. It was kind of stupid, but. Kind of. Super dumb. (laughs) Okay. Yes, it was super dumb, but I liked it. It was, it was like Sam said, it moved and it was entertaining. Yeah. Cause I remember it being a real big deal. So I'm going to give it a do. Like, like the, the girls loved it. Yeah. It's huge cult following. It's fun. I liked it. I thought it was a do. All right. All right. Well, now I'm going to have to watch it. Yeah. Death loser. Uh, last but not least, we finished up our uh, Spooktober last week. Jackie and I caught up on some uh, movies that we'll get to, but uh, we're going to do a film study, film study, film study on Friday the 13th, the first one. The first one's good. It is. Ish. It is. And is I it? like the first one. Um, yeah. I mean, it has good things about it but you know what it reminded me of after watching it it really reminded me of saw because it is very slow paced it's very dumb plot wise it rips off from a bunch of other fucking shit uh but it does enough things well that that people hadn't seen before that there's enough stuff to then create an entire filmmaking style and a subgenre of horror and, and and staples of horror moving forward that aren't good like the saw movies they made an entire branch of film and clones that are just absolute shit based off of things that aren't good that we like so it's the ground zero of doing that they cloned off a bunch of slasher movies for the rest of the next two decades that are all crap that just try to remake what happened in friday the 13th is it 76 or 78 78 78 so yeah it is after halloween Halloween. Right. Which, and, and, uh, but it's before Maniac. It is. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, there's a lot of good in it. Um, but there's a lot of really bad in it, too. Now, Tom Savini does the makeup, uh, and he knocks it out of the fucking park. The scene where Kevin Bacon gets stabbed through the throat is top notch. Oh, that looks super cool. It is fantastic because you, you ever notice back in the day during those, those, uh, budget, uh, slasher movies or horror movies in general, when something re- very realistic looking would happen uh, to, like, say, somebody's throat or their arm or something, the 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 putty that they use to run a knife over that area is always different colored than the mm-hmm. person's skin. So you got like that grayish tone to to the skin that doesn't match the rest of the the flesh around it. This does that doesn't happen with yeah. Kevin Bacon. It looks like his fucking throat gets a goddamn arrow through it. There's no like leaning, seeing his head leaning back on a pillow where you can tell where his body line would go and the rest of the body doesn't. It's, it's phenomenal. It is one of the best makeup effects in the history of film is Kevin Bacon's death. I unquivocally. All right. That's high praise. I haven't seen it in a while, but I remember thinking that versus everything else, like, it created more than it borrowed. I would say that it created more than it borrowed. But again, like Saw, did it create good? Oh, no. It spawned the worst of it. Right. Absolutely. And what's great about the first one, the first one only cost like 500000 Right. And then made $40 million or something like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it, it, its budget is sort of it. I, I sort of was like, it's bad, but it's bad budget-wise. So what it spawns is the worst of all of them. all of it it spawned 20 years of non-frightening slasher films where it's just people getting murdered and the half of them fall victim to our last friday the 13th episode is that 
when they do a good job, the MPAA fucking cuts it all out anyway. Ab- absolutely. Uh, no, there were some like very good horror, genuine horror, uh, non-slasher things that happen here. There's a scene where uh, one of the gals in the cabin, which you're out in the middle of the woods. This is another thing that had never been done before up to that point. You're out in the middle of fucking nowhere, and you're getting picked off one by one, and you don't even know that it's happening. That's a that's a, a storytelling element in horror that had never been done at that point because mm-hmm. even Halloween doesn't have that. It all takes place. Michael Myers is killing his sister over and over and over again, and the whole most of the movie takes place in a house or the beginning where he's just stalking Jamie Lee Curtis. This is one after another dying, yeah, un, in different ways that are all horror. And, and at one point, there's a girl in a cabin and she's about ready to go to bed. And she hears a child crying, help me, help me, help me. And I thought if I was a youth in 1978 at at 20, 21 years old, seeing this in the theater, that would have scared the shit out of me because what do you do as a, as a camp counselor when you hear a child crying? Now we know, don't go out there. Don't go up the stairs. Don't go stand by the chainsaws. But what are you supposed to do when you hear a child crying? Uh-huh. Like that. And it's and it's fucking Jason's mom that's doing it. You know that after after seeing this movie a thousand times. But I was like, that's really fucking good right there yeah. for 1978. Uh, and, and the fact that uh, basically it's just a reverse psycho. The mom is the one who's avenging mm-hmm. the, the child's death. Uh, uh, it is fun and different in, in 1978. But you just get so desensitized to all of the throat slashings and being pinned up to a tree by a fucking machete or or whatever, that it just is gone from you. You have no ability to be, like, wowed by that. But in 1978, I, I, I can't say that this movie wouldn't have it been fan-fucking-tastic. seemed like, with as you're saying, out in the middle of nowhere getting picked off one by one, that sort of happens in Chainsaw, but it doesn't happen in the sort of perfected tension way that it happens. Right. This like this is that's one of the things I sort of feel that it creates more than it borrows is that which I mean, if there's a fucking horror trope, it's that. Mm -hmm. And this one is the here's how to execute this properly. Right. And still, if you want to make a scary movie, you do not need to make it gory. You don't. You need to make it frightening yeah and how do you do that well that's the ultimate question because that's the hardest thing to write even fucking horror master stephen king can't really do that to be genuinely give a a psychological thing that fucks with your brain that makes you genuinely scared Mm -hmm. while you're sitting in a safe movie theater eating fucking popcorn is one of the most hardest things to do in writing so bravo to j uh freddie or freddie jason one jackie what are your thoughts I really liked it. Okay. I I was entertained. You, you're absolutely right about the special effects, makeup and and whatnot in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um it was gory. I I'm with you all the way on Kevin Bacon. Yeah. And uh just that whole psychological fear of somebody's out there, you know, setting you up with a child's voice and they know that you're going to come. Yeah, they know you're going to come. And and they're going to get you. And, and what happens and if you just don't super, go? It's super fucked up when you really think about it. So I, I really enjoyed it. I'm going to give it a do. Yeah, well, it's it's, it's, it's in a film yeah. study where, it, of course, we're giving it a do because you have to have seen it. It's a part of film history, yeah. 100%. But, uh, I can't think of the guy now off the top of my head who wrote it, but the guy who wrote it 
uh, was, I believe, all of my children or one of those. He was the head writer for years. So when they brought in the guys that created this on low budget, mm-hmm. they brought in a ringer to write it. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, oh, soap opera writing. You fucking write 60 pages a day and come back and tell me that soap opera writers aren't any good, right? right yeah. They fucking slam shit out. Yeah. Now, I wouldn't say that this is a good movie. Uh, I, I think uh, if I had to give it a rating, it's a 6 out of a 10. For $500,000, I think it's a great movie. And for what it did for its certain things that it got perfectly right, absolutely phenomenal. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's just an okay movie. But, yeah, of course, it's a must-watch. But... Uh, yeah, I wanted to talk about it. Now, we did also watch Friday 2. Uh, I don't like that one that much. That movie stinks. It's bad. The reveal is about as, oh, no, it's a fat guy wearing a potato sack on his head. Right. Which is a lot like the sundown killer. <laughs> yeah, the the town that dreaded sundown. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's a lot like that. And so. Only not scary. And not scary. Oh, the mom's head did not look good. Really, really fucking boring. And it's just a straight up any slasher movie for the next 20 years. Bad, not praised slasher Mm. movie. And that gets all the fucking acclaim because it's the first time you see Jason. It's not a good movie. No. It's a three out of 10. And really the first time we see Jason and what he is is three. Yeah. Yeah. That too. So... Anyways, uh, Jackie, it's your pick next week. You got anything lined up? No, not yet. Nonsense November? Okay. I was I was going to do something with a turkey, but I'm having a really hard time because finding a movie. there's no turkey Thanksgiving movies, Jackie. There, There's lists of them. They're not. There's really no. no. What about Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving? Yeah, absolutely that's not. not gonna, that's good. Yeah, yeah that's good a good stuff. one. Yeah, no, but it, no. <laughs> they, they're out there. I tell yeah. you, there's movies with turkeys as stars. As long as it's nonsense, because of nonsense November. Yep, nonsensical November. So. Well, I'm going to come up with a good one then. Okay, we'll see what happens. Uh, come back to us next week, and in the meantime, get to the show. Visit us at www.stinkermadness.com. Follow Stinker Madness on Twitter at Stinker Madness. Please rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you for listening and get to the chopper.